Hi and welcome back to When the Dust Settles. Another week has gone by and this week I had the absolute pleasure of having a chat to Louise Boyce aka Mama Still Got It. She puts up, if you've not seen them already, the most hilarious videos about her little one and lots of other life things as well. She's an excellent all-round human being, as well as mother, pioneering a lot of great causes over on her Mama Still Got It page. But she's also got another Instagram called Home of Boyce that I've been following for a little while now. That's been covering her exploits of her move to Surrey from London last year, where she's been taking on a very, very big renovation. She's at the end of it now, and she's learnt... A lot of lessons, and I'm really chuffed that she's taken the time to come and have a sit down over Zoom in our respective places to have a chat all about it and pass on her hard-learned knowledge to you lot. So without further ado, I will jump right in. Hi, Louise. Hi, nice to meet you. Thanks for the time. I know you're a really busy, busy lady with so many things going on. So it's a pleasure to to be here and thanks for asking. You're very welcome. So yeah, I just wanted to, I thought it would be nice to have a chat because obviously most of the podcasts I do is me just talking and talking and talking and talking. And I think it's nice for everyone to have a little break from me just talking and talking and hear all the other myriad of experiences that other people have had with their projects and builds coming from different places different perspectives and not necessarily doing it full time to hear how it's gone the challenges the things that surprised you the stuff that you're really happy with the stuff that you weren't so happy with etc etc And I've been following along on your account, watching quietly from the wings um, and seeing your lovely place take shape. So I just thought I'd love to have a chat with you about it. And I'm sure my listeners would love to hear about it too. So if we could maybe start, because you moved out from London, didn't you? Yes, we we took the plunge. We, uh, well, it was COVID 2020. It was when like the first round of COVID hit and we were all thrown into staying at home with homeschooling and my husband working from home and we just realized very quickly that our place was too small and we always knew that we were going to leave London but I think Covid sped up the process and we just decided to yeah leave London obviously you know get more for your money wanted it to be a little bit greener we moved to Farnham in Surrey and it just ticked every single box and then the house that we found was it's an Edwardian house but If you've been following my journey, you'd know that the previous owners stripped all of the Edwardian features from the house. They wanted a modern, a modern new build, but they they wanted (laughs) And actually they moved on to a new build. So they got what they wanted. But what we fell in love with the house in the first place was the facade of the house was so classically beautifully Edwardian. But then once you stepped inside, we're like, oh my God, this is a bit crazy. And I must admit, the first time we saw the house, we were like, no, it's not for us. We're not. It, it's, it's there's too much to do were you looking for a project or we were, you were open yeah. we were definitely looking for a project didn't think it was going to be on this scale to be honest and we weren't going to buy it we were we were going to continue looking around but then my husband um lost his job during covid like many other people did my work stopped so we were both in a position where we, we were like if we're going to move we need to do it now because you know banks want to see bank statements so we just 
we just went for it. But what, what was very clever, actually, and I do recommend anyone doing this before they buy a property, if, if they're looking for a project, is we Googled the address that we were buying. And my husband very cleverly found that planning permission was already accepted from our council to extend into the garden. So we could actually, if we wanted to, we could extend up to eight metres. So we were like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, and then again, Googling the address, we found the same house that was up for sale five years previously when it looked like an Edwardian house and it looked so nice. So we were like, this is what we could recreate. And so I think from the back of all these things, you know, having to do it quite quickly, knowing that there was already already planning permission in place and knowing what it could have looked like with the previous the previous previous owners, we just went for it. And um, all our mates thought we were mad. You know, leave, not only are you leaving London, but you're moving to a place where you don't know anyone into a house that was ex- actually extremely dangerous at first because we had this glass staircase that was, you know, my at the time my daughter was one and she fell down the stairs. I rolled down after her to try and get her and you reached for the banister and sliced up and... It was just a very, looking back now, it was a very peculiar house at first. And how long did you live in it then before you started doing the work? Um, A year. Um, We lived in it for a year, maybe just over a year, which was actually a good time for us to get to know what flow we wanted, get to know what we actually needed. I think originally we wanted to basically start the works straight away, but architects were you know were busy builders were busy you know and there's there's so much behind the scenes that has to happen before you start building it was a big project and I understand that now whereas I was like oh we'll move in and then you know we can start next month and it's just it's not as easy as that yeah um but it was good for us to stay there for for a year as I said to kind of get the flow see what worked and to live in the house before you do it up was good for us yeah. I think yeah I think that's always always a good plan if you can to take a bit of time because you don't have a completely different vision of what mm. you want it to be before you actually get in there and see how it how it yeah. works and how it functions and how you function in it too you know exactly um, it's a it's a constant thing I I have with so many people where I'm like you need the time to put everything like you say the architects the builders everything you need to and you can't really speak to the architect until you roughly know what you want and you can't speak to the builders until you know everything of what you want so yeah we were very aware that obviously the costs of everything were going up and up and up you know costs of everything was just something that we weren't prepared for but we had to we had to go ahead and and do it anyway did you have a budget in mind when you started or did (laughs) you stick to it (laughs) how far away is that now (laughs) um, I don't even want to think about it to be honest but no definitely went over budgets um but to be fair when we were in the actual journey we we said to our builders and our architects we don't want to do certain rooms but then when we but knew that we would do it eventually yeah and we all decided that you might as well just do it now because you're in it you know you've got the mess and the everything there already just do it and so we did and so you know you know we went over budget because it was our fault um 
But I'm glad that we did do those things. I think moving into this lovely new renovated home and still having our old ensuite bathroom, that was just awful. I mean, it was really awful. I think that would have put like a bit of a cloud over the whole thing. So I'm really pleased that we did do it. But also when you're, I didn't realise this as well, when you're renovating, there's so many things that crop up that you didn't realise that were in the tender. You don't think about you don't think about like oh god I mean so many things I mean so many things I think we had in the end over 50 different variations that had to we had to include and then and there, and there was more but we had to we had to say no to some of them like you know <laughs> our roof was damaged you know our builder was like you need a new roof uh, you know that's another 30 grand and we're like we can't afford another roof right now and it's fine it will it's yeah. fine Hopefully, touch wood. Yeah. If it falls apart, we'll deal with it then. But right now, we can't do it. Um, yeah. So definitely went over budget. But I knew that we were going to go over budget. And was it mostly the things that cropped up? Was it mostly like unknown quantities that you couldn't have necessarily known before, like the roof? Or was it also things you just really hadn't factored in? Little things that we hadn't factored in. Like, for example, when we did our garage there was this wisteria tree in the way and we didn't want to get rid of it because it goes beautifully up the house and it looks lovely so we either had to work around this wisteria which meant bringing in more steel it meant changing the architectural plans like I mean just for like some wisteria so that you know already was like a few grand what else was there I think because we I mean, there's so many. I think I've actually blocked them all out because every week it was like another variation, another variation. In fact, my husband has actually emailed me them and I'm a little bit too scared to look at it. Um, But even like paint, you think there's, you think you need X amount of paint, but you probably need double of that. And paint's expensive. I find skirting board and coving are always something that that hit people unawares. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's another thing as well, actually. We um, put all the panelling back in, like, up the stairs and in the hallway and the living room and stuff. And that was an extra variation. And we kept saying, oh, actually, we'd love to do this. We'd love to widen that door a little bit. And they were like, well, that's an extra cost. And the thing is, when you're so in it, when you're in the thick of it, you're like, oh, who cares? Like, God, I'm just hemorrhaging money anyway. What's an extra 500 quid? Like, let's just do it. And then you realise, actually that's like it's it all adds up and also and I think this is quite normal but the contract that we signed with our builder they were absolutely brilliant by the way I highly recommend them they were called Totus and they were just a team of Ukrainian insanely amazing builders always Mm. nice to hear they were honestly I I would recommend them to anyone like to a point where I want to build again just to have them because we're having them over for drinks and you know (laughs) they're that nice that's how you know that's how you know everything went well (laughs) yeah I mean like exactly so in our contract we had this agreement where you're building for x amount of weeks I think it was 28 weeks which is so fast to do what we did but in the contract they said if we go over that time and it's their fault, then they pay us X amount per week. So I was like, oh, that sounds great. You know, I'm going to get, you know, maybe they'll pay us. <laughs> no, 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 no. It turns out that because we were taking so long on deciding certain materials or what panelling we wanted or what paint colours we wanted, or, you know, we were getting reels in externally from Totus to save money. 
and using like small brands and trying to to big them up and but because of that it we were late with with certain materials and decisions so then ended up that we we had to pay totus (laughs) which again was in the contract and it is a normal thing Uh, and looking back I I I remember we had to make so many decisions during the summer holidays and you're like, you know, you're off, you're, you're with the kids and you're constantly doing stuff and it's constant mummy, 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 mummy. And you're trying to answer emails or, and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tomorrow. And then obviously that rolls on to a few weeks. And before you know it, you know, you're, you're five weeks overdue with something. So there was that to take on board. And I think if we were to do it again, we would have to stick by Totus's incredible schedule. Like they were like, this week we need this, this week we need this. And we were like, yeah, don't worry about it, it's fine. We, we were probably too relaxed about it. And then they were like, well, where's, where are the tiles for the bathroom? Where's the sink? Where's the radiator? You know, where's the wallpaper? And we're like, oh, we haven't actually ordered it yet. Yeah. And they're like, well, you need to stick to the timeline. Otherwise it's going to cost you money in the end. And, and it did. So if you get a timeline from your builder, stick to it. Stick to it and check out your timelines for the things you're ordering. Did yeah. you get, did you get, um, any of the nightmare of the ordering times that are going on now? I mean, they started last year, but I still have orders outstanding now that are being delayed further and further. You know, the only thing that's delayed is a rug. Yeah. <laughs> not the end that's of the world. That's a good position to be in. I mean, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> uh, but no, I must say, in terms of materials, like I was worried about glass, like all our glass doors. I kept hearing that the wait on that was months, but actually our glass came within, I think, eight weeks. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And we used first folding doors. And I've got to say they were fantastic and really good on price as well. Um, so, no, I would say that everything was actually okay. We were delayed with our internal, like, crittle doors, but the builders could still crack on. They didn't have to wait for those doors. They could still work around it. So that was fine. But what I will say, and this is a good tip, because this is something that we didn't realize. We bought our hallway tiles that I'm absolutely in love with from um, London Mosaic, who are an incredible tiling company. And we ordered them. It was one of the first things we ordered and they arrived and it was great. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend when something arrives, open the box and look at it. Even if you're not going to use it for months, take a look. Because what happened with us was I ordered the tiles, had them in the garage for months. And the time came for them to be laid. And they laid a few tiles. And me and my husband were like, oh, no, it's not right. It's not right. And I looked back at the the order form and I called them and I was like, I ordered white tiles with, you know, they're meant to be black and white with the colours so on the on the order form it said you've or I'd ordered white tiles so I called them and I was and they showed them and they were like yeah that's white I was like it's not white it looks like it looks it's not white it was like it was like a, a milky coffee color and they said oh you need super white and I was like you didn't make that clear when I ordered them like there's a big difference between white and super white and if you think white you think it's white yeah um so we had to reorder all the tiles again which again held us up. Did they did they refund you on what you had bought? Well, it was actually more money because 
of the super white. So no, it actually cost us a bit a bit more. And we did our builders were like, well, why don't you just use these tiles? And we're like, we can't like because they were they were the wrong color. So yeah, so please just check the boxes, check the colors, check everything. And that goes with anything like uh, you know toilet systems or baths. Like just check it because you order these things and then they're not, not installed for months. Yeah. And by the time you open it and think, oh, there's a scratch there, or well, that's not right, you call the company and they're like, well, you know, you're past your yeah. warranty or something. And they're like, oh now but and as soon as you're past it they're not helpful like I've had it several times you know you open something and something's got a crack you open something it hasn't got the fixings you open something and they only find out on the day when the plumber's lying down on the floor trying to sort of you know do something with the pipes and they're like right pass me the toilet and um, (laughs) the toilet can't be put on (laughs) and then the company says well we can't get this in for three weeks so I will say though I know um you know to be fair to London Mosaic who did our hallway tiles they were brilliant their customer service was brilliant and they replaced the tiles very quickly picked up the old ones and it was you know it it was all sorted but I think when you're in it there's so much stress that comes with a house renovation that you know when something arises you're like oh my god this is just going on and on and on and it's never going to get ready and la 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 but wait for things for so long and there's so much emotion invested in it and you can't wait to see it done and you're so excited about what you've chosen and you want to see it and then something goes wrong and yeah it feels like the world is falling down because there's already other things that have gone wrong and And we had to come here once a week and have meetings with the builders and the architects once a week. But, you know, my husband and I were here pretty much every day, like checking on things and just having content and stuff. But uh, there would be some days where we would leave the house feeling absolutely like, oh, my God, this is really exciting. I can see this happening and that happening. But then there were other days we would leave and feel really deflated and feel like that's gone wrong and that's not the right thing. And, oh, my God, we don't know what we're doing this. And that's cost more. So there's such a roller coaster ride of emotions when you're building a house. Yeah. But I must say it's it's worth it's worth it. We're in and it's great. And dare I say it, we actually miss, we actually miss renovating. Doing it. I know because I think it's because it is a roller coaster. And I often say with people doing full full renovations, the the one nice thing about it, however bad it gets, mm. you really find a new appreciation for the most basic things in your house. You know, mm. like when the water suddenly works in a sink, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can turn on the tap!" Yeah, um, yeah. And this whole new level of gratitude appears, which is so. I think so nice. That's why I'm a bit addicted to renovating myself. It, it, you're so right. You're so right. But when we moved in, our fridge wasn't working. We didn't have any hot water. And there was something else. There were three things. Oh, yeah. The shower in our ensuite, well, like the water was coming through like it was dripping. Mm. And we were like, oh, for crying out loud. But again, all of those things got sorted within a day. It turns out that the shower head, which was this big shower head, and the plumber hadn't removed. There was like a like a plastic thing or something. I don't even know why it was there. But as soon as he removed this kind of like barrier f- from inside, then it was fine. We were like, who does? Like, why? Why? Like, why would you put that in a shower head? I don't know. Just Not just to give people that horrible sinking feeling initially yeah. <laughs> that yeah. something's gone really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so like the first like few days, we were having a shower in our ensuite, lovely like you know new ensuite bathroom, as if we were just under a trickle of rain. It was 
<laughs> yeah, but it's fine now. It's absolutely fine now. And it's I was listening to your the podcast. You've got a podcast, obviously, of yeah. your own. And I was listening to your one that you did with your quantity surveyor and your architect. Yeah. Um, so you decided to get a quantity surveyor, which I find interesting because it's normally something that you apportion or you, you know, you think about with very big projects. And I think on a project like more of a residential, we're doing it for our house, people wouldn't necessarily think to bring a quantity surveyor in. So I'm interested to know, would you use one again for your, if you do, if you do it again, and B, if you really found that it helped and found that it is very much something that is worth doing? Um, We weren't going to get a quantity surveyor, but then I think when we realised that the job that we were doing was actually quite large, that we were advised to get one. And we had meetings and we kind of figured out what they could do. And to cut a long story short, they did end up saving us money and they would give us a heads up with certain things. And if we got a quote from from our builders about something it would always go via the quantity surveyor first and the quantity surveyor would go, actually, that sounds too expensive. You need to bring it down. It's basically the quantity surveyor was almost like our safety nets when it comes to funds and, you know, that, and and he did save us money in the end. Not that at all that, that the builders were trying to, you know, pull wool over our eyes or anything like that. It was just, it was just nice to have, someone else there that we could talk about prices with or we could go to them and talk to them about well he said this and what do you think and they'd be like well I'm going to look into that and it felt like a bit of a safety net and I we did a renovation in Clapham in our old London flat before we moved here and we didn't have a quantity surveyor but the job was a lot smaller but this was just this did end up being quite a large job hence why we had one and I do think if we were to do another job, another renovation, depending on the size of it, if it was as big as this, then I would. But we want to build, we actually do want to build like a little pool house. We've got a pool at the end of our garden, but it's completely derelict and it's full of frogs and it's disgusting. But eventually, when we can pluck money out of somewhere, <laughs> uh, we want to build a little kind of pool house there with like, you know, full functioning kitchen and bathroom and stuff. Thanks. And because that's a smaller job, we probably wouldn't get quantity surveyor. So I think it all depends on the size of the job. And we went into this a little bit blind and it just felt like our quantity surveyors and we used a company called White and Lloyd. They just held our hand a bit and just made us feel a bit more relaxed in what we were doing and what we were spending our money on. Yeah, so it was they were a bit like a bit like a parent in the renovation world, I guess. Well, I suppose <laughs> as well you can trust in the knowledge that because they've got so much experience, like you say, they can tell you what true value is of what you're doing. And maybe like we find it a lot with with architects where they will suggest a certain material and there'll be three other material options that do exactly the same thing with very different price points. Exactly. And it's going to be in the wall and you're never going to see it. So then the question, it's nice to know. Yeah, yeah, maybe you go with the one that the architect suggested in the first place, but maybe you decide that you know it's not as important to you and you want to save a bit of money or spend a bit more money it is so I guess they they can be a good sounding board like that can't they because it makes no difference to them what you're well no difference than what you're spending with regards to they're trying to help you but they're not making money out of what you're spending so no and there are a lot of people that get screwed over by builders and architects I've had so many messages 
from my followers just saying you don't know how lucky you are to have a good team because I mean there's there's awful stories out there and people like just getting absolutely like you know having like these cowboy builders who feel like they know everything and they're getting screwed over whereas having the quantity surveyor it just kind of made it feel a little bit more yeah like we were just protected in a way how did you find your builders then because you obviously didn't have any horror stories with them were they a personal recommendation or did you start afresh finding them or they were recommended to us from our architects quite quite late in the game actually we had a few other builders lined up and then they were like oh hang about what about totus they're really good they said they're slightly more expensive but they're very very good and they get the job done within the weeks that they've said so we decided to have a meeting with them and they were very very professional really nice as i said they were a team of ukrainians and at the time when we were kicking off the project it was march 2022 russia had just invaded ukraine and we talked about it and they had family fleeing and coming over and it just felt really nice for us to kind of help in a way like we just like you know we're just like we have to use you and and they had lots of their family come over work on our project which was nice for us to know that we were helping somehow in the whole cluster fuck of that situation but on top of that they were the most incredible hard-working people you know whenever we text them they text back within seconds they were here nearly every day but the builders were here every day but I mean like the big bosses mm. were here all the time like that even though we've actually completed and I can still message him and say, this isn't, you know, how's this working? That's why I need to reply. And he's, and then he's here. Honestly, they've just been the most incredible guys to work with. So lovely. Even our neighbors are like, oh, they're such nice, lovely lads. <laughs> um, it, it's been, and thank goodness, because I don't know where we would be had we gone with someone else who maybe wasn't as professional or wasn't as hardworking. I don't know if we would have been in. And obviously we had the rush to get in before Christmas. And we did. We did. We moved in a week before Christmas. And I think I just don't know if that would have happened with anyone else. Honestly, I really don't. We had one builder say to us that the whole job would take a year. And whereas, you know, Totus were like, no, seven months. And yeah, and yeah we, were, we were in eight months because the last month was our fault. Yeah, well, I think that's where it's a bit frustrating. And I think a lot of builders give the profession a bad name because they're like, I've worked with people who I regularly work with who will actually even sometimes come in two weeks before the time that they've said, because they're so organized and they're so on it. And they don't firefight and take on too many jobs, you know, and just go to whoever's shouting the loudest. But then, like you say, you get these other people, so many bad stories. I go, this is the number one thing that I get from people because we do project management as well. They're like, but do you know builders? Do you know builders who you can bring to? Because everyone, so many people have been stung um, by, by, by these things. And also half of it is the communication, because if you haven't done something before, like the shower, and you're sitting there thinking, oh, my God, there's been a major cock up here. If no one speaks to you and you can't get hold of someone for a week, three days, even you're sitting there that whole time boiling over, freaking out when it could just be a quick visit. And oh, look, there you go. Which nine times out of ten it is. Yeah. I mean, with most projects, you get at least 10 percent like balls ups <laughs> whether it's the wrong tiles something broken bits of furniture that don't fit things going wrong in the walls whatever 
I think if you can stick to 10%, you're doing really well because yeah. there's so many moving parts. But so much of that can be not stressful if you have someone to talk to and someone that can respond to you. Totally. And it's interesting what you said, actually, about the industry having a bad reputation. The amount of people, the amount of people who, when we said, oh, the job, you know, will be in by Christmas, the amount of people are like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well that's what they said and and you're there and like part of you is like no I think that we will but I don't want to sound like I'm crazy or really naive but I really think that we will be and then there's another part of you that thinks shit maybe they're right what if we're not but what we did as well and I do recommend this before you start a project and you found your builder go to a house that the builder's already built talk to the people and get a feel of how it went and so we did that we visited somebody not too far away and the house was beautifully done like everything was amazing and they don't you know they could be completely honest they're not getting their relationship with the the builder is finished and they can be completely honest and the only thing that they said that was negative which is not even a negative was totus are so organized they have the timeline and you have to stick to that timeline which is brilliant Hmm. um but of course we, I didn't, I, you know, there were, there were weeks where I didn't do it because I had so many other things going on and school holidays, I was writing this book and it was just a really busy, stressful time. But, you know, that's really not a negative thing that the builders were organised. If anything, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fab. And um, so, yeah, de- definitely go and see other properties that the builders have done themselves. Just oh, kind yes. of yeah, talk to the people, see how it's built. And, uh, yeah. Go around as if you're snagging it just to make sure that it's a really good finish. And I think that's really good advice. And so onto the design side of things, because obviously there's a million decisions to make in the build side. And then when you get to the icing on the cake, let's say you're painting your tiles and you're this, that and the other, there's even more millions of decisions. Did you do all that on your own? Pretty much. Yes, we did have um, when we first you know, got the architect in and stuff. And there was an interior design company called Ademchik who got in touch. And they basically look at your floor plans and they look at your Pinterest board and they put it together and they can make the most incredible like 3D drawings of how it could look. And so we used that at the very, very beginning. And our hallway is very much that. And our kitchen is very much that. And so i like absolutely adore Adam Sheik for for helping in that respect but everything else is completely us I've got to say my husband Jesse is extremely good when it comes to interiors and he's a he's a designer anyway he's very creative he's got an eye for it so he was very much involved in how the house looked and I couldn't buy anything or anything like that without showing it to him first then he reading all the reviews and seeing if you can find a better one or a cheaper one online. So he was very, very much involved in the whole process, which is great because I couldn't have done it all by myself. So we... are not sure they understand. Oh, God, shut up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand. They're like, what? The husband getting involved in the interior? Yeah, right. <laughs> really helping out and all that? What? Yeah. <laughs> but generally, no, we didn't. We just took a lot. We looked at a lot of other accounts online looked at Pinterest, you know, there's inspiration everywhere. I think what I struggled with was there was almost too much choice, especially when it came to like choosing tiles. And we had to do three bathrooms 
And I think I found the bathrooms the most stressful. Don't know why. I just really did. A lot of parts in a bathroom. A lot of parts that need to come together. And unless you're going to do it all just in the same, well, make it look like public restroom, basically, and just have white metro tiles from floor to ceiling, there is a lot to think about. Mm. A lot to think about. I think our builder said when you do big projects like this, there's about 3,000 decisions to make. That's a lot of decisions. And it's tiny, tiny decisions that you don't even think about, like the light switches or, you know, are you going to paint the radiator as well as the walls? And uh, I mean, so many decisions. And after a while, you're like, I can't, can't, my brain can't do this anymore. I can't do it anymore. So I'm just not going to answer. And then the emails come in, we need this, we need this, we need this. You're like, oh my God. So uh, I don't, I don't actually miss that part, but um, it's so exciting seeing your house ideas come to life. And, you know, our parents, my mum, who's never done a house renovation, doesn't really understand it. She's like, why don't you just buy a house that you like and just move in? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, I have done that many times before, but what I loved is that now we're we're living inside our own idea. And I love that. And truly yours. Yeah. And it's completely bespoke to us. And it's nice to kind of walk around and like thinking, well, that's you know, all of it is, is our decision. And it's just it's really special. And we do plan on being here forever. So we've invested and uh, yeah, it's been great. So was there anything that you and your husband didn't see eye to eye on and someone won out or lost out? (laughs) Or are you quite aligned when it comes to... Quite aligned. I think we had more kind of like discussions about the sofa and what where it should be in the living room. It's just like, you know, nothing. I won, obviously. (laughs) Um, Actually, so upstairs there's four bedrooms and we were going to do a fifth bedroom, but then I said that I would rather turn it into a walk-in wardrobe instead of a, a small fifth bedroom. And uh, we talked about that a lot. And it is now a walk-in wardrobe and it's marvellous. I also did say that I wanted the washing machine and tumble dryer upstairs. Mm, good plan. All the clothes are upstairs. Yep, and you know, I didn't want to be up and down the stairs for the laundry. And that was a lot of convincing as well. And I, you know, I won because I was like, I'm the one that does most laundry. I'm the one that up and down the stairs. So so we've done that. And I must admit, I'm absolutely loving it upstairs. There's no clothes downstairs. There's nothing on the stairs. There's no washing baskets on the bottom of the stairs. And uh, it's just easier. You know, it goes from the washing machine, hang it up and uh, go straight into the wardrobes. And it's so much easier. I mean, so much sense. People have said, oh, what about in the summer when you want to air it outside? Yeah, fine. And what's that, like three weeks of the year? Exactly. We live in the UK. <laughs> yeah, I'll go up and down the stairs for that. That's fine. But yeah, generally that's nice. But I think everything else we kind of agreed on. Oh, no, there was one thing and I was completely wrong. <laughs> you know, Just, as, as women, we should never admit that. I know. <laughs> I'll never listen to this podcast, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> He had these notifications on eBay set up to find a fireplace, a traditional Edwardian fireplace, because the one that we had when we moved in was vile. It was awful. And we needed to get the Edwardian feel back. And so he had these notifications. And then he he got a notification of the most perfect 
Edwardian fireplace. And very strangely, it was down the road from where we live. So we picked it up. And uh, weirdly, like the person we bought it from, like he goes to the same school that we go to. It's very strange. Anyway, we picked it up for 90 pounds on eBay. Bargain. Like absolute bargain. And he bought it home. And I was like, no, it's too big. It looks ridiculous. It's too big. And we had this full on discussion. And he was like, it's not. He was like, we're going to not, what's the word? We're going to like make it good again. I've forgotten the word, not renovate. renovate. Okay, renovate. renovate. Okay. Um, you know the word I mean, but you make it nice again. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that. So we took it to a specialist place restore. with a store. Thank you. Restore. Uh, we're going to restore it. So we took it to a special place and it came back and it looked much nicer, but I was still like, it's too big. It's just too big. It looks ridiculous. He was like, no, it doesn't. And it just, this chat just went on and on and on to a point where I was like saying to, the builders, I was like, you think it's big, right? Like, yeah, you think it's big too. And our builders generally didn't have an opinion because they were just probably best. They out of it. Upset. They've probably seen loads of like marital <laughs> arguments. And I must admit, now that it's in, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And Jesse, my husband, likes to pull me up on that quite a lot when we're sitting in front of it with a nice fire. And he's like, see, I told you. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. But yes, so he was definitely right there. Well, they're allowed one thing, aren't they? One. Yeah. That's all right. Give them, give them the one. <laughs> so out, out of everything that you've put in, obviously, you know, things go up and down price, price-wise. Do you have an item that you really sort of wrangled over thinking about the price, but you're really happy that you went with it in the end? Yes. <laughs> um, the way that our kitchen was designed, we had to have a certain fridge we had to have a certain fridge, which I wasn't prepared for. I didn't realize that at the time. And this certain fridge cost much more than I would have ever thought about paying for a fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks great. And it's the most wonderful fridge. Although it was broken when we first moved in, but it's fine now. So that was one thing that I was just like, I can't even, um, yeah, but so that, I guess that's the, the only thing. And then actually, do you know what, as soon as you move in as well, you realize, you know, we've got three small children, they just fuck everything up, don't they? You kind of, I've just spent all this time, effort, money, blood, sweat and tears on this house and you're coming in and you're just messing it all up. So we um, have these beautiful uh, bath taps that again, like we, you know, invested in because um, we want them to last forever. And um, oh, and then my daughter, who's three, she found uh, she found one of my rocks because my kids collect rocks, like heart shaped rocks. Whenever we go on walks, I've got a lovely collection of them. Anyway, there was one rock in my bathroom, and she picked it up and started hacking away at the tap. So it's got loads of chips in it now, which is just terrific. Yeah. But then you'll look back on that in years to come when they've moved out and they're not there anymore and you'll go, oh. That's what I <laughs> Oh my God, why is my watch getting involved? It has opinions. It does. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right, actually. When she gets her first, I don't know, part-time job, when she's the student, she can replace it. <laughs> or you can wait until she does a nice renovation when she's like older and encourage her children to fuck it all up. Just to I get will. her back. 
but yeah but both Jesse and I were just you know we didn't realize until after the damage was done and we were just staring at this bathtub just going oh my god why why just why um, and then yeah the kids also broke a door they broke uh, a lock you know they they, 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 they they're doing quite well then yeah. oh and then also <laughs> we, their mark. Uh, my daughter has this toy hammer part of her toy building and she's just whacking the wall in the hallway with all the nice paneling those are holes in it now <laughs> I mean they're like why didn't you include us in your design decisions now we're just gonna have to include ourselves I know, our I know. yeah so that's um you do have to factor that in if you have small children it just doesn't it doesn't stay perfect yeah yeah amount of times we've had to wash the walls with like rubby hand marks I mean they just touch the walls I know all the time I often find things on the walls that I'm literally like I don't know what that is where it came from how do splashes of things get on the stairs I don't know we never carry anything liquid up and down no I found a bogey on the wall the other day oh yeah we've had that too yeah yeah kids are just disgusting they, they have no respect for what they're we're trying to create <laughs> I mean like none whatsoever but anyway anyway so other than the fireplace is there an item or something that actually you managed to find for very reasonable that you've been very very pleased with yeah lots yes and I must admit again I'm really bigging up my husband today but he was brilliant at that he's very very good at sourcing materials that are a lot cheaper so for example our front door um and we've got the front door and we've got a glass panel at the top and glass panels at the side like in the porch and they're all stained glass and they're all bespoke like um I think even Jesse designed the stained glass but we we went to a company in London and the price was just crazy for the new front door like an Edwardian door and the glass it was just crazy and so he sourced a company that are based in Romania I believe or Hungary I know the two very different countries I think it was Romania anyway this company did all of it and shipped it over for a quarter of the price wow it had in London like it was crazy and it's stunning it's just exactly what we wanted and it's beautiful and then also a parquet flooring throughout basically the whole of the house downstairs apart from the hallway this wood is reclaimed wood and it's from a company called Woodjob. and what they do like this wood used to belong in a polish hotel that the hotel were renovating so they ripped up all of the floor and so when it arrived i mean it looks like shit i mean it's even even our builders were like i don't know how like what we've never worked this before why don't you just buy it new and we were like well because it's cheaper <laughs> and also there's a nice story behind it and it's nice to know that we are recycling and reclaiming and because it's not perfect because it's got a few it's got personality so it just and i, I love that it's got a story and it again like if the kids mess up the floor which they do we're not so precious about it because it's already got a few like nooks in it. Yeah. And um Life yeah. Has happened to it. Yeah, but the before and after pictures of this floor um are quite remarkable, actually. Like from this hotel in Poland where it was, and then the company they they drive, they drive it in their vans, they drove it here. That's um, and they arrived and you know, 
it was they're really great again another great company that we found that's um, brilliant did you come across that just from researching or did someone researching, researching I mean the thing is as well there is so much information on Instagram that you can search for anything and it's again it's nice to kind of like use smaller brands and again it was cheaper like we went to another company that had brand new wood and it was much more expensive and uh, didn't have the whole backstory to it I don't know I quite like the fact yeah I think that's nice and I think nine times out of ten quite often people would also be almost happier to spend a bit more knowing that something was recycled and that they weren't impacting creating extra stuff in the world yet it's cheaper so you get the feel good factor and cheaper I think it's I think it's good for people to definitely think about that when they're redoing their homes we throw out a lot of stuff yeah yeah we do yeah when you're Uh, redoing stuff just because you don't like the look of it which is fair enough but it's nice used for sure Another thing that I've learned, which we haven't done because, um, we, you know, it was quite expensive, but it was very expensive, is cabinetry. So there's so much cabinetry that we haven't done yet because it's a large cost. Yeah. So there are rooms that don't have, like, we haven't got any books out, which I, I hate. I need books in, in the house, which we need to put in our cabinetry that we don't have yet. So saying that, though, I mean, you know, you can, like, do it cheaply. You can go to Ikea and get some freestanding shelves and do it yeah. yourself. But because we've spent so much energy making it look Edwardian, and I kind of feel like if we did that, it might ruin the whole look. And then... Yeah, and like Ikea is great if you need that price point. But I think if you can wait and you can find any other alternative, because at the end of the day, I don't actually think their practices are too ethical at the back, at the back end when it comes to the amount of wood. Uh, well, MDF they're using. MDF yeah. is a recyclable at all and you can't paint it or at least it's very pan but it scratches I don't care how much zinza you put on it before you paint it it's going to scratch or how much you sand it it is going to scratch it's not going to be a hard wearing surface um and it just just doesn't look the same does it it doesn't look the same it it doesn't look the same so we're going to wait and and get it but it you know I guess it's always in the back of my mind like it's not quite finished yet I know it's like even our utility room you know that was meant to be shelved and decked out but again it's just nothing yeah Um, it's difficult that's the stuff that you don't necessarily see on Instagram (laughs) and it's the stuff that you don't put into the budget at the beginning I find carpentry is always such a shock to people well, do you know, it was in our tender and ah. we took it out. We were like, just get rid of all carpentry. If we can afford it at the end, then we will. And I must admit, it saved us a lot because yeah. there was, there was without us realising, there was cabinetry nearly in every room. And yeah. then you're like, actually, I didn't, I didn't realise how expensive it was. It was crazy, crazy expensive. Yeah, yeah it really is. Um, so what advice would you would you pass on to someone embarking on a similar project other than opening the boxes which is a very (laughs) good one I would say definitely do your research on basically everything do your research on what architect you build choose we had meetings with like three different architects because you've got to work with these people for the next year and so you need to know that you have a good relationship and bond with that person and get a chemistry going on and you do, you kind of realise, okay, like at the architect that we went with, they're called Mitchell Evans. And I liked him straight away because he walked in um, to the house before it was done, obviously. And he laughed. 
And he was like, well, this is awful. And I was like, thank you, I know. And he kind of got <laughs> it straight away. Whereas there was another architect who was just probably just trying to be polite. But he was like, oh, this is lovely. And I was like, no, it's not. It's disgusting. Well, I've got you here, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come on. So I think definitely reach out to more than one architect. Same with builder. When you do choose your builder, you know, you just really have a meeting with them. So they kind of get on the same page, like what you expect from them, what they expect from you. Go and see a house that they've already built. Look at those websites for um, like those trust websites or house websites whatever and uh, trust pilot that's the one and again we looked at a lot of uh, reviews on everything to a point where we actually were about to send a deposit over to a kitchen company and then jesse was like oh wait we haven't read the reviews yet and i was like oh i'm sure it's fine i'm sure it's fine read the reviews the reviews were absolutely awful like awful and more than one and so we actually said to the company, oh, I'm sorry, but we can't, we can't use you. And because we had like gone down the path of we had meetings, we'd gone to the showroom, we talked, we'd had designs, and then we pulled the plug at the last minute because we just said we can't, we can't do it. I mean, the reviews were so awful that we decided to go with somebody else. Yeah. And when we let this uh, company know that we were going with someone else the way that they reacted I can imagine we made the right decision yeah I can imagine yeah definitely read reviews yeah you will go over budget so factor that in most of the time people go over budget so you probably will and just uh, know that it will pass it is stressful and you will have arguments with your partner probably but it does pass and it is worth it in the end and if you can, depending on the size of the job, move out if you can. We moved out. We had to move out. And uh, there is absolutely no way that we could have lived here. Absolutely no way. What with the dust, kids, noise, you know, we work from home. It just, yeah. So we moved out and stayed in a very small rental, which was obviously put into the budget. But that was a really good decision as well. And it also means that. I've heard that when you live in it, you kind of fall out of love with your project because you're in it the whole time. Whereas we were coming and going. And then when you come, you see a difference and it's just magical when you see it all coming together. Yeah. What else advice would I give? I think that's pretty much it, actually. Yeah, <laughs> look at all your, everything that you order in, mm. like all your products, take a look, take a look at it all and keep all of your receipts. <laughs> mm. Yes, be organized with all your order numbers. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that was it. Really, I guess that's it. I mean, it's definitely a learning curve, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so you so you did one you did one podcast episode on on this, but obviously your podcast touches on a lot of other subjects. Have you got a new series starting up anytime soon? I really need to. I really, really need to. I didn't do anything last year because I just literally did not have the time. I've been writing this book, which is coming out uh, in a few months. And so writing a book, building a house and having three kids and my job, I didn't have time for a podcast. I do want to start it up again, actually. I do need to start it up again. It just feels like an extra thing to do. And it just exhausts me, to be honest, at the moment. Yeah, there's no um, point doing it if that's exactly you want to do but it. I, yeah, but, I, but I do. But I love doing podcasts. I mean, this is great, but I love doing podcasts where it's uh, face-to-face. 
and it's yeah. difficult to get it's difficult to do that sometimes so I think you know I should I should do that or maybe I'll just do what you do and just do podcasts and I just talk you know yeah I'm sure you'll get a lot of listeners and so <laughs> when's the book coming out well nicely have you got a date it's still I mean it was March but I think it's going to be moved slightly because there's more that I need to add actually and we can't decide on the book cover so I think it's going to be it might be March or April I'm actually waiting to hear on my phone as we speak oh that's exciting and is there much build subject matter in there no there isn't actually no there isn't that'd be my next book <laughs> no, no, there isn't. It's, it's more about motherhood it's the, it's the funny side of motherhood and all the crap that we go through day by day written in a very light-hearted funny way hopefully is what we all need to be honest because if you can't laugh at it exactly. I don't even want to think about don't even want to think about the alternative of not laughing at it let's face it most often than not it is hilarious when you're taking a bird's eye view not necessarily yeah. when you're in the thick of it no no <laughs> definitely uh, you know so many things that have happened over the last 10 years of being a mum that at the time it was just like this is shit and now Jesse and I just laugh at it and just think oh yeah that was really funny um yeah but at the time it's not so yeah it is nice to kind of look back on on things and think actually was it was it really that bad no it was fun and yeah you just have to give it the 10-year buffer so that you yes. can actually look back and it's not too early to start <laughs> laughing at it. You've recovered <laughs> enough <laughs> to find yeah. it funny. Yeah, just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm going to put the links to obviously your two Instagrams. Um, and the, well, I'm guessing the book information can be found, will be found out on your Instagram. Is that the best place? Yeah. yeah. So I'll put all that below. And um, and we'll put a little shout out when it comes out as well. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be on the on the purchase list when it comes out for sure because it makes it cool. Excellent. Thank so you so thank much. Thank you as well for your time and for sharing so many. There's some really really good tips in there that I think everyone everyone would be wise to listen out for. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. It's obviously, massive massive good luck with the book. I'm sure it'll be like the best of best. Thank you very much. It's uh, like giving birth to another baby. It's weird. I bet. I bet. It was like all these things, isn't it? You take them on and it's all incredibly exciting and you get started and then you actually get started. And then you're like, oh my God, this is hard work. Yeah, it, yeah I think, yeah. It's it good. It'll be fine. It will be fine. It will be fine. It will be better than fine. It will be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.